In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is of great importance to us that we are able to celebrate the feast of this holy doctor and our dear patron, St. Thomas Aquinas, during the season of Lent. For St. Thomas Aquinas has taught us better than any other patron of the reverence that we should have toward the most august of all sacraments, the one which we prepare to receive with great fervor during this holy season of penance, the sacrament of Holy Eucharist. To be sure, this is to be found among other praises due to this doctor which has always, who has always been known as Dr. Comunis, the common doctor. Pope Leo XIII, at the close of the last century, we're now in the 21st century, at the close of the previous century, declared among the scholastic doctors the chief and master of all towers Thomas Aquinas, who, as Cajetan observes, because he most venerated the ancient doctors of the church, in a certain way seems to have inherited the intellect of all. With his spirit at once humble and swift, his memory ready and tenacious, his life spotless throughout, a lover of truth for its own sake, richly endowed with human and divine science. Like the sun, he heated the world with the warmth of his virtues and filled it with the splendor of his teaching. After detailing the honor and praise which St. Thomas has received from all the popes since his time, particularly the singular honor of having his Summa of Theology laid upon the altar alongside the Holy Scriptures during the proceedings of the Council of Trent. Pope Leo XIII declares, a last triumph was reserved for this incomparable man, namely to compel the homage, praise, and admiration of even the very enemies of the Catholic name. For it has come to light that there were not lacking among the leaders of the heretical sects some who openly declared that if the teaching of Thomas Aquinas were only taken away, they could easily battle with all Catholic teachers, gain the victory, and abolish the Church. A vain hope indeed, but no vain testimony. Nowhere are these praises more deserved than in the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas on the Sacrament of Holy Eucharist, teachings upon which that Holy Council of Trent, in defending the truth of this sacrament against the heretics, relied entirely. It is no exaggeration to say that the teaching on this sacrament, which St. Thomas set forth in the articles of the Summa and in other works, has been adopted down to its smallest detail as the official and binding doctrine of the Universal Church, an impregnable defense against all heresy. It was to this very teaching, this specifically, that our Lord himself referred when he appeared to Thomas in that little cell of his, which you can still visit today in the convent in Naples, and said to him, Benic scripsisti de me. Thou hast written well of me, O Thomas. What reward wouldst thou have? 
To which our saint could only reply, Only thyself, O Lord. It is St. Thomas's words that we hear on the feast of Corpus Christi and the night office of the church, his sermon on the Holy Eucharist. For it was he who composed that mass in the entire office for the feast in its octave. St. Thomas speaks to us on that feast, which we celebrate after Lent, because that feast cannot be honored with proper solemnity on Holy Thursday. And St. Thomas declares the immeasurable blessings of divine favor, which have been showered upon the Christian people, confer on them an inestimable dignity. What great nation is there, or ever was, that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? For the only begotten Son of God, willing that we should share in his divinity, assumed our nature. He was made man that he might make man divine. And what is more, he gave back to us for our salvation all that he had assumed, belonging to us. For he offered to God the Father, for our reconciliation, his own body as a victim on the altar of the cross. He shed his blood at one and the same time a ransom and a purification that being redeemed from wretched slavery, we might be washed clean of all sins. But that the remembrance of so great a favor might remain with us, he left to be taken by the faithful under the appearance of bread and wine, his body for food and his blood for drink. O oh, precious and wonderful banquet, health-giving and full of delight, for what can be more precious than this banquet in which not the flesh of calves and goats as in the old law, but Christ, true God, is set before us to eat? What is more wonderful than this sacrament? For in it the substance of bread and wine is changed into the body and blood of Christ. And therefore Christ, perfect God and man, is contained under the appearance of a little bread and wine. He is therefore eaten by the faithful, but in no way is he mangled. Indeed, when the sacrament is divided, he remains whole and entire under each particle. The accidents, however, remain here without any subject. And this that faith may be exercised, when what is visible is invisibly received, hidden under another appearance. Furthermore, that the senses which judge of the accidents according to appearances may be preserved from error. No sacrament is more health-giving than this one, in which sins are cleansed, virtues increased, and the mind enriched with abundance of all spiritual gifts. It is offered in the church for the living and the dead, so that what was instituted for the salvation of all may profit all. Finally, no one can adequately express the sweetness of this sacrament in which spiritual sweetness is tasted in its source and the memory is recalled of that most excellent love that Christ showed in his passion. Therefore, to impress the immensity of this love more deeply on the hearts of the faithful, at the Last Supper, after celebrating the Passover with his disciples, 
and about to leave this world and go to the Father, he instituted this sacrament as a lasting memorial of his passion. It fulfilled the foreshadowing of ancient rites and was the greatest of the miracles he worked, which he left as a unique comfort to his disciples, saddened by his absence. Through the intercession of St. Thomas, may we all come to know and love the sacrament more and more, and may all who do not as yet know this divine prisoner of love obtain the grace to find their way to this heavenly banquet, in which alone is our salvation. Amen.